Now, The Word with Father Tony Percy. This week, The Epiphany and Rejoicing Exceedingly. All right, well, we're really warmed up here in the Christmas season. We're at the the big feast now, the Epiphany. So the manifestation, that's what the word means, of uh, Christ, the Christ child, to these astrologers, these professional astrologers, apparently very clever men from the East, and somehow are attracted by a star. A lot of people have talked about the star over history. Some have approached it from the area of science and physics, etc. others from faith. I think the most sensible thing I've ever heard was from St. John Chrysostom, one of the early church fathers who lived in the middle part of the 4th century and died in the early part of the 5th century. And he says, well, look, this star is not an ordinary star. It doesn't move the way ordinary stars move. He said it's more like an invisible power that's now manifested itself as a star precisely because the people that God is dealing with are people who are used to stars. That makes a lot of sense to me. If we cast our mind forward to the conversion of St. Paul, now St. Paul was knocked over by a great light. Remember that, a great light. And then Christ spoke to him and said, why are you persecuting me? And the companions of Paul said, well, look, we didn't hear the voice, but we did see the light. So again, a star, a light for Paul. One can get a sense that St. Thomas Aquinas used to have this saying that things are received in the mode of the receiver. Okay, so St. Paul received uh, the power of God in and through the mode that was most understandable for him, and likewise the wise men. So I think there's great wisdom there in what uh, is said by St. John Chrysostom. They're attracted by the star. They go and seek guidance from Herod. He's, he's a devious character, so they receive another uh, locution and they head off in the right direction. And the star is there rising above them. And very interestingly, I think, and I think this is very important for our spiritual life and the development of our faith life. So Matthew says, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. When they, the wise men saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. So he's being deliberately redundant, St. Matthew, because he's, he's trying to ram home the significance of the star. And one of the commentators, a fellow called George Montague, George T. Montague, a wonderful commentary that he has on Matthew. It's called Companion God. You might want to search it out. He says the, 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 the deliberate redundance is, is sort of pointing us towards the women at the resurrection who when they uh, run off with they run off with great joy their encounter with the empty tomb gives them great joy so I think that's really very very important we speak about the peace of Christ and that's so important as we know when he rises from the dead but the joy of Christ the joy of Christ is something that we really need in modern life There is a lot of sadness because there's a lot of loneliness in modern life. That's the correlation, I think. And so this star gives them great joy. It stops over the place where the Christ child in. And in they go, these wise men, these very intelligent, wise astrologers. And they're very wise and they're like the shepherds who are wise. The, The shepherds weren't educated, but they were wise all right. There's the sort of correlation between the characters or the actors in the gospel. Yes, the wisdom. So they receive this uh, joy, which is magnificent, and we try to receive it ourselves in this time through the, the proclamation of this passage. Why don't we just stop and think about that phrase? They rejoiced exceedingly 
with great joy upon seeing the star who then led them to the Christ child. And the Christ child, of course, was in the arms of Mary, whose feast day, Mary, the mother of God, we just celebrated just a few days ago.